It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, and we're glad that you have chosen to join us this afternoon. This is Calvary Live, and it's the show that we open up the phone lines and with a pastor on the air. On Mondays, it's Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary in Belmar, Lakewood, Colorado. Tuesdays, it's Pastor Jeff Figs from Calvary in Greeley, Colorado. I have the privilege of hosting on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and I'm here in Aurora, Colorado, a Denver suburb. And then on Fridays, we're blessed with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary down in Colorado Springs. So you guys on the East Coast, you realize that the show originates here in Colorado, uh, but we are very much a partner in ministry with the Calvary Chapel in Philadelphia and the Calvary Chapel in Marlton, New Jersey, where Hope FM originates. So Calvary Live is heard on both the Grace FM and the Hope FM networks, throughout Colorado, Wyoming, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and really anywhere uh, you have the Grace FM app. Uh, And you can go to your app store and search in the app store for, uh, you can just put in the words Calvary space Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A, and you can get our app from our church and the app for our radio station, Grace FM. The way the show works is to call in, and we'll take your calls. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. The number works anywhere in the country. And we'll take your calls. We'll put you in the queue to, to bring you online and talk to you on the air. If you don't want to talk on the air, then text me. 720-336-0897. That number is a dedicated texting line. And it is a, a line where if we are waiting for calls and we need calls or we have a gap, we'll go to the text line and we'll answer those questions. Uh, sometimes we can answer them. Most of the time we can't. So don't be discouraged if your text doesn't get responded to or answered. Uh, just try again. And we're on Monday through Friday as the Lord provides and allows. And we would love for you to call us. 303-690-3000. While we wait for the lines to light up, we're going to read today's devotion from Beside Stillwater by Charles Spurgeon. It's entitled, Our Refuge. And the scripture that he references is Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. That's the New Living Translation, which I find myself using more and more these days, the New Living Translation. Here you go. When your trials were so severe that you were forced to flee to God, did you find this statement true? His door was never closed. He never said, go elsewhere. He never upbraided you for presumption when you came. When you hid in him, it was a blessed retreat. When you entered your closet, shut the door and hid with God, you had perfect peace. Let the little chicks under the hen, I should say, look at the little chicks under the hen. See how they bury their heads in the feathers of their warm bosom. Hear the little chirps of perfect happiness as they nestle under their mother's wing. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge, 
His truth shall be your shield and your buckler, Psalm 91.4. Have you found this to be true? My happiest hours have not been days of pleasure, but nights of sorrow. When all waters are bitter, and the cup of divine consolation is all the sweeter. For brightness, do not give me sunshine. Give me the Lord's superior glory, for it lights up affliction's darkness. Happiness does not depend on success in business or being applauded by one and all. The only thing necessary for happiness is for the Lord to smile on you. It is not essential to be in good health or even naturally cheerful. God gives the truest health in sickness and the most tender joy in depression. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble, Psalm 46.1. It has been many days since we first went to him. And we have been many times since, but he's never failed. To know him is life eternal. To know him is solid peace. No calamity can destroy that peace. 303-690-3000. If you go to my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, that's T-A-E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R. On the right-hand side of the website, there are always three books that I'm recommending and the links to go to Amazon. And besides the waters is always up there. Uh, it is a great addition to your devotional library. I'd encourage you to pick it up. You can only get it on Amazon or maybe at a local bookstore, uh, but it, there's no Kindle edition, unfortunately, uh, just the hardback edition that is in the Amazon store. 303-690-3000. We're going to move right on to line number one in Aurora is Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing great, Bianca. What can we do for you today? Well, I'd just like some prayer. I've been feeling a bit discouraged because, obviously, I'm not going to mention any amounts anymore because I don't want people to think I'm just asking for money because, (laughs) of course, all I'm doing is asking for prayer. but, But yesterday... I went to the bank and I applied for this personal loan to get this new machine. And today I got a call that said that they declined me because I don't have any credit established. So I've, I'm now feeling discouraged and I'm not sure what to do about getting this new machine, so I'd just like some prayer that the Lord would help me and be the provider of either the machine or the amount. Okay, Lord, we pray for Bianca, and you know where she's at in this season of her life, the the difficulty of of not only her physical limitations, God, but the, the, the emotional attacks that, that come through her waiting on you or taking steps to go get a bank loan uh, and, and Lord, to put, put all these pieces together. And we lift her up to you because we have seen you be faithful in the past. Uh, we have seen you um, show yourself faithful for her and for many other people. So while she waits for you, Lord, while she waits for your perfect will to be accomplished, that I pray that you would encourage her and that she would continue uh, to to derive her strength from you, uh, to derive her hope in you, and and Lord, to give her strength that she doesn't currently have 
And, and of course, we know that you're doing a work when it comes to this particular request, and we just haven't seen it realized yet, but we will, and we look forward to when that happens. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Okay, Bianca, bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move on to line uh, number two is Jay calling from Denver. Jay, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, Pastor Ed? Um, nothing much, Jay. What's up with you? Uh, well, I had a prayer request. Um, okay. I just had some uh, unfortunate circumstances happen uh, about a year, well, almost a year ago now. And uh, anyways, it put me in quite of a position between um, me and some gang members okay. <clears throat> uh, throughout the community, and uh, I don't know why or what God's trying to do, maybe just get me to have faith in them or whatever, but I keep running into these people uh, just randomly throughout Denver, like I just ran into them on my lunch break today, and, you know, these just these people that that would want to hurt me, um, and so I've just I just ran away today. When I seen them, I just ran away. Um, it was pretty stressful, and uh, I might have to go to prison here in like a month or so, and I don't want to get locked up with those people. All right, well, let's pray, bro. God, I know it's been a long year, maybe probably more like two years for our Brother Jay, and... Uh, the things that have happened in his life, the the difficulties, some of the decisions that he's made in the Lord, and um, some of the things that, that that he has no control over, uh, and and here he is at a at a at a point, God, where uh, he's facing time, and he's got some enemies. They're very real enemies, uh, very dangerous, and we pray for your protection, God. All all throughout the Psalms, you are revealing to David and mostly David, the, the protection physically that you had for him, uh, that um, the, 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 the way that you covered him and protected him. And um, here's Jay in this season of his life, like he's up against a wall, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would deliver him and, and bring him back, Lord, where he lacks. Bring him back to sold-out, dedicated relationship with you. Even in all of these trials and difficulties, that, Lord, they would not just engender a fear in him and a concern, but, Lord, it would also bring him to a place of brokenness before you, a place of humility and contrite spirit. Uh, you know, I was reading that today, Lord, of just there's a special work of your Holy Spirit in the person that you break and the person that you bring to brokenness. And I pray that into Jay's life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank we you. won't stop praying, bro. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, thanks. 303-690-3000 is the number. That's a pretty heavy um, prayer request. And um, just knowing, um, you know, I knowing that I know the brother, and I know it's been a hard couple years for him in a variety of ways. And the enemy's always wanting to just kill 
steal, and destroy. Uh, But Jesus has come to give us life. And I pray that we would trust him on that, that we would trust him with our lives, that he has come to give us life, and that more abundantly. That we would believe in his sovereign plan. That we would believe in his providence in our lives. That we would believe that he works all things together for the good. That we would walk in his agape love. And uh, that we need more of that, not less. 303-690-3000. You guys on the East Coast, be sure to give us a call. Uh, I know on the East Coast, you're listening to the broadcast a week later. But while the broadcast is airing, we are live. So when you call in, you will talk live on the air. And then you'll just hear it on the East Coast one week later. And of course, all you guys here in in Colorado in the Front Range, uh, you hear it live and you're calling live. Uh, But call in because it's all part of the show. Uh, we're going to move to line number three is Dale from Greeley, Colorado. Dale, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing well, Dale. How about you? It's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful day. Hey, I got a question for you, and if you don't want yeah. to answer, that's fine. But I was just kind of curious. I, I've read and, and heard some of the testimonies of, of the preachers that I listen to on, on Grace FM. And I was just yes. kind of curious about your your um, when you when you came to know Jesus and how did you know you were— you know, this is your calling, basically. Well, I was born a Christian and never got in trouble my whole life. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Don't I wish? Um, yeah. You know, I was born, I was adopted into a family uh, that loved me and uh, raised me, uh, took us to church till about the sixth grade, uh, and then we just stopped going. Uh, I grew up as a latchkey kid. Uh, I don't think we hear that phrase much these days, yeah. but basically yeah. I, I came home to an empty house uh, as my parents were working and trying to make ends meet, and that got me into a lot of trouble. And I took my first drink of alcohol after I graduated from the sixth grade, number six. And wow. And then there was no looking back from that, um, and alcohol uh, got the best of me from around the seventh grade all the way until I was 23 years of age, and, and it, it progressively got worse. Um, and, and I got into a lot of trouble. Um, I got into trouble at school. I got into trouble at home. I got in trouble with the law, and and was basically uh, throwing my life away by by partying and hanging out with the wrong people and doing the wrong things. And during that time in high school, by the time I get to high school, I meet a wonderful girl named Maria Marie, uh, and you know we became boyfriend and girlfriend off and on. And in one of those times of being together, uh, she got pregnant, and. She had our son, uh, Eddie, when she was 16 years old, and I was 18. And, you know, it. now we're single parents, and, you know, we're really not together anymore. We're kind of arguing and fighting over custody and, and you know, making a real mess of our lives for a couple years uh, while she finishes school. And and out of the blue, you know, she called me up and said, Ed, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think— Eddie needs his dad in his life, and through that conversation, we ended up uh, getting engaged and getting married, and we moved in uh, together after we got married, and life was worse. Uh, It was a living hell for her. Um, I was abusive. I was drunk. I was partying all the time. I was fighting. You know, poor Marie was caught in the middle of it. Poor, she grew up a lot faster than I did. She matured a lot faster than I did, you know, and having Uh a baby will do that. And, and it was in the, the second year of our marriage that, uh, just beginning this, uh, just coming up on the, 
uh, let's see, 89, 90. Yeah, the second year, it was in the second year of our marriage that Marie was ready to divorce me and leave me uh, for good. Uh, and, and, it, and, and I had just gotten my third DUI and, you know, we're going to be broke again. Uh, we're barely making it anyway. And now I got to pay all these court fees and, and on and on. It's just, wow. just a sad, destructive story. And it was in that time that a friend of mine uh, who I, I had stopped hanging out with f- gave us a phone call and said, hey, can I come over to your house or your apartment and talk to you about God? And surprisingly, Marie, uh, who answered the phone and didn't, didn't really have a relationship, didn't really like this guy uh, because of the, all the bad things we did together, uh, uh-huh. she invited him over. And he came over and he shared the gospel with us right there in our front room of our small little apartment. And he and wow. Marie were talking all, all day and and uh, I was sitting in the corner, like saying, you know, bro, you just need to get out of here. I don't want to, I don't need God, you know, I don't, and I definitely don't need what you're into. Uh, and, and he was very gracious, he, like that he is, he was very kind. But before he left, he said, Ed, uh, here's the address to this church I go to. Uh, you need to check it out. Just check it out. You don't have to agree with me kind of conversation. Just go. Yeah. And, and I, I never told him what was going on in my mind, never told him the difficulties and that, you know, he didn't know it all. And, and he got he knows me and and he knew that that invitation would be hard for me to pass up i mean i didn't receive the lord there in in my front room or anything and and uh, but i did go to church and i did go check this calvary chapel church out uh in an area where i grew up uh, i didn't i passed it up dozens and dozens of times as a kid never knew what it was had no idea what calvary chapel was or anything like that it was just a building on the corner and come to find out it's a church, and I go in on a Wednesday night after work. It's the middle of the Gulf War in 1991, and the church, you know, the sanctuary held about, I think it holds about 32, 3,500 people, and on a Wednesday night, it was it was jam-packed with people, and, huh. you know, I was I was intrigued, but I didn't, you know, I, 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 church was not for me. I still thought it was weird. I thought I thought it was all weird, Bible, music, all of it, but I kept coming back because... Uh, on Wednesday nights, because God was, was now I know I didn't know then, but I know now that God was speaking to me, and and it was the fourth or fifth time where uh, Pastor Jeff gave uh, an altar call again, like he did every week, and I responded to that altar call, and you know my personality is uh, all or nothing, that's it. I, I if yeah. I'm doing something, I'm gonna do it all. I'm not. I don't dabble in things. And my personality that got me in trouble with alcohol and drugs uh, was turned around to be used uh, to serve God. And, you know, I had a lot growing up to do. I had to learn how to be a man. I had to learn how to be a husband. I had to learn how to be a dad. I had to learn oh, how yeah. to be a friend. I, I didn't know anything. I was so gone. Uh, I was so distant uh, from God's ideal. And and so I was in a, such a raw season in my life, too, where, you know, basically— I, I bought a Bible and and made this commitment with the Holy Spirit that whatever that pastor tells me to do, I'm going to do it. Uh, and and I don't mean sin or anything like that, but like right. I'm going to trust this man because God put this man in my life, and I'm going to trust him uh, with the Bible teaching, and I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to pray whatever they tell me to do. I'm going to do it. And and so through us, you know, I was there for eight years serving, and uh, you know, a lot of growing up, a lot of mistakes. Um, a lot to learn, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of humility and brokenness, and oh sure. And along the way, uh, at that large church, uh, God was confirming giftings in my life and teaching me what it meant to be a servant. He was teaching me what it meant to be a, a Bible teacher. He was teaching me what it meant to be 
um, an overseer. He was teaching me what it meant to be submitted to my leaders. He was like he was teaching me all these things. Some of them it was obvious he was teaching me, but others uh-huh. of them I, I look back now and I go, oh yeah, I can see so much of what God has done. And you know, t- planting a church uh, was put in my heart by God uh, because I, I really had a hunger to um, see uh, God do a work in a city that didn't have a Calvary Chapel yet. And uh-huh. and so the uh, that's a real five that's my el- elevator version of my testimony. So here wow. I am walking with the Lord 26 years uh later and I've been here in Colorado 18 years in July uh and and um I'm very very blessed to to serve God and to experience his grace and forgiveness. That's awesome. Well, thank you for for taking that step of faith and and I enjoy listening to your your sermons, and I I appreciate you sharing your your testimony with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Bible. We we had a little testimony last night at service, and and you know the Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And and there's such a power in in rehearsing the faithfulness of God in our lives and what He has done, and and the miry clay that He's pulled us out of, and the solid rock uh, that He's placed us upon, and. And 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 it's all grace. It's all goodness. And it's unfortunate that you know in our family of churches, uh, mostly God does a work through crazy testimonies. But I want to tell everyone listening that if you don't have a crazy testimony, if you grew up in a godly home and and you had godly parents and and you are walking with the Lord right now, that sometimes is even a greater testimony than than something that I went through because. You were able, being raised in a in a godly home, you were able to navigate all the temptations and things without throwing your faith away, and that's yeah. to be commended. So, you know, I know we've got these crazy testimonies that we could go on and on, but the reality is, is that God sustains us when we make big mistakes. He sustains us when we make little mistakes. But ultimately, salvation is from Him to Him, uh, and and we receive it as a gift and 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 appreciate it of His perfect work in our lives. That's so true, and I know, you know, it seems like every time, you know, I've, I've been in a leadership uh, capacity at church, it seems like Satan just works on you harder, you know, and in one way or another. So, yeah, it's, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, Well, thank well you thanks so for much, asking. God bless you, and have a wonderful day, and, and I appreciate what you do. Thank you. God bless you, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's so encouraging to hear uh, what God has done. When you rehearse your testimony— you're not just telling somebody else about God's work, but you're telling yourself. And it's always good to be reminded of the work of God in your lives because things do get hard. Uh, warfare and resistance do come up, and and it's good to hear. Remember, if you're thinking of how to share your story, just take a big piece of paper out, and on that paper, write, draw three big boxes. And so it fills the paper, one on the top, one in the middle, one in the bottom. And your testimony on the top box is where you came from. And the testimony in the middle box is how God got your attention. And the testimony in the bottom box is how God is continuing to work through your life to this day. And that's it. What, where you came from, what God did to bring you to himself, uh, and, and what is God doing in your life today. That's your testimony. Some of you, you're listening in, you need to do that. Get a piece of paper out, draw the boxes, write your testimony, memorize it, and then be ready to share it anytime uh, somebody asks you. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to go to line one. Is Stephen uh, calling from Boulder, Colorado. Stephen, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Steven, are you still with us? You're on the air, bro. I'm with you. Hey, Ed. It's okay. Steve. Ed, I've got a question. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Okay, very good. I'm married happily, Ed, for uh, 22 years now, but something is on the back of my head, and I just need a little clarification. I love your shows, and you have sound doctrine, so here it is. Married for 22 years, very happily. My wife and I had an affair while she was still married many years ago. She divorced her husband and married me. Now, in the back of my head, where do I sit? Where does she sit in God's eyes? It was an adulterous relationship. We repented of it. But he, he sees you. He sees the situation through the lens of repentance and forgiveness and the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay. It's just a, a complicated question. It's not on my mind often, but while I'm listening to your show, I do respect and appreciate your perspective as far as biblical. I think you're legit. Yes. I just wanted to address this topic. Yeah, I think the key word, if you didn't mention it, the key word that I was going to shoot the arrow, you know, and the target would be repentance. That That's, no, no. that's the key. You know, and we can't go back and undo the sin that we, don't we wish we could, uh, that we could undo everything and put everything back together before it happened, uh, but it, we can't. And so we have to look at our condition where it is today. We have to look, there is forgiveness for adultery. Um, it's not God's heart. It's not God's will. It will bring great consequences. You guys listening in, you know, here, listen to a man who uh, is 20 years away from this, this time and still thinking about it. And, and so don't think just because there's forgiveness that there's not ongoing consequences. And that's why, you know, God hates divorce. He doesn't hate divorce because he wants to assert himself as the God who hates. He hates divorce because of its consequences. And he hates adultery because of its, the, the adultery and sexual sin of all kinds, fornication, because of what it does to a person, not just physically, but spiritually. And, and because you guys walk through, you know, broken repentance then that's the key, the doorway into experiencing the forgiveness and the renewal and that now that ugly season in both of your lives is in the category of God working all things, including the ugly things, together for the good for those that love him. Very good. So in God's eyes, we've repented and uh, we're quite happily married. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. She tells me likewise. But in the back yes. of my head, I thought, okay, well, when I die and meet my maker, will he say, well, you should have left that adulterous relationship. Why did you stay in it after you came to me? Well, he could have, He could still say that, you know, because if you look back at that scenario, you know, you've got, you've, you've got so many mistakes that were made during that time. But the Bible says it's a good thing that God doesn't hold all our sins against us, because who could stand? And... When I say he could say that, he's not going to say that because he's going to look at you and me through the finished work of the blood of Jesus Christ. And you're right, you could have, and you should have, and maybe you even would have, but you didn't, and that's where repentance comes in. <clears throat> okay, I think I've got it. All right, you do great work. Okay, I bro. appreciate your, uh, your help and time. Thanks for your call, Steve. You betcha. Bye-bye. Wow, the show goes by so quickly. We're coming up on the first and the only break of the day. 
Um, and we do have an open line if you want to grab it. It's 303-690-3000. Text me. Uh, we haven't had to use the text lines yet, but uh, text me at 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated text line. We don't take phone calls there. We don't take voicemails there, <clears throat> but we do get texts. Uh, we'd love for you to MMS us, uh, text us uh, at that number, 720-336-0897. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here in Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. Um, our radio broadcast, Abounding Grace, airs here on Grace FM. It airs here in Denver on uh, 94.7, and it also airs in on the Hope FM network and up also on Bridge FM up in Old Bridge, New Jersey. So, so glad you joined us this afternoon. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. <clears throat> My name is Ed Taylor, and I'm glad that you have joined us this afternoon. If you're just tuning in, you just stumbled across the station, Calvary Live is a live radio call-in show that's hosted by pastors. And so you have the opportunity to to call in and talk with a pastor, talk about what's on your heart, what's on your mind, pray together, wrestle with some of the topics of the scriptures. Every show is different. <clears throat> Every host is different. Although we're all part of the same fellowship family, uh, there's a uniqueness in each of the hosts and how they view the world. Even the hosts that fill in uh, on uh, as, as substitutes, uh, like Pastor Jason in Parker, Colorado, or Pastor Nick up in Longmont. Uh, Lord, and, and we have opportunity to um, have the various perspectives of pastors uh, being able to take calls, answer them, answer questions. It's not your traditional Bible answer show. Um, it's not a show where we're going to argue. It's not a show where you're going to call and try to make your point uh, somehow and, and, and just kind of stir up strife. Um, we, we don't want that. Uh, we don't want strife. Um, one of the tenets that we have, I, I think it's a real great one. I don't think I think we removed this from the bulletin, unfortunately, but we used to have it on our bulletin. We might bring it back or make sure it's prominent in such way um, of of our statement of faith. And <clears throat> part of our statement of faith is, you know, it's too bad that uh, doctrinal differences in the secondary matters are overemphasized in order to create division. Like people just have a point to win an argument and put you down. And, and this happens among believers. And and we shouldn't, um, you know, we, we need to be careful. Uh, we need to be careful to uh, walk in in um, agape love um, to make sure that we, <clears throat> um, to make sure that we're loving one another, even if we're disagreeing. And not to always make every conversation we have about our disagreement. I mean, what kind of relationship is are you going to have like that? Where and I and I know some folks that every conversation uh, has to be about what we disagree about, and and that just is wearying. Um, it's you know it's a weary um, way to have a relationship, and and so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move on to our next caller. 
<clears throat> which is line two, is Donna. Donna, welcome to the program. Hey, Donna, are you with us? All right, I know when we have times on hold, we lose folks. So it's okay, call us back. Uh, we'll move right on to line number three is Yuri. Uh, Yuri, welcome to the program. Hey, Yuri, are you with us? All right, everyone has dropped off. That means all the lines are open. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let me do this prayer request while we wait for the calls to come in. Uh, rather not say my name, but I'm in Aurora, Colorado, and I'd love prayer for my sister who wants nothing to do with the Lord. So God, we pray for this young lady, uh, this sister that doesn't want anything to do with the Lord. Uh, and all that that means, in all the ways that that comes out, in all the ways that it's lived out in her life, God. Um, and how many people are listening in uh, that, that experience the same thing? They have loved ones and family members and children uh, that their kids or their friends or their relatives want nothing to do with you, God. And even as I was sharing my testimony, that was the absolute, that was the absolute um, essence of my belief. I did not want anything uh, to do with you, God. And yet, you wanted everything to do with me. And for that, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful that you are faithful. Um, you are a faithful man. And, and I mean, you are a faithful God, um, bringing faithfulness into me as a man. And so we ask God that you would be with this sister that doesn't want anything to do with you and the sister that does in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Great question on the text too. Call me, call me. I got an open line 303-690-3000. Let me give you one more text uh, call or, or question. It says, my name is Mark. Uh, question about John 1.18. Jesus said, no one ever seen God at any time. What about the people in the Old Testament? Uh, Moses, Solomon, etc. Great question. Um, the verses t or Jesus is telling us that no man can see God uh, is a reference to mortal man. Like no one's going to see God mortally. Moses only saw his afterglow. He saw his glory, but didn't see him face to face. Uh, in like you and I would see each other. Um, he was able to see the brightness of his glory. Like on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a brightness of the the trend, the change that took place in Jesus. Um, immortal men. You know, that when we will see God face to face when we leave this world and to the next. But even the men in the Old Testament uh, did not see him, even though there was language that was used to speak of intimacy. Uh, it, it's not, it's, it doesn't speak of the actual seeing God face to face. Uh, God is a spirit. And those that, that worship him have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, but no one is, just like Jesus said, no one, no mortal man has seen God. But Moses has seen him now, Solomon's seen him now, and anyone else that has gone before us, my son, my mom and dad, they've seen him. Praise the Lord for that. 303-690-3000. We're going to move to line number two. Yuri is back. Yuri, welcome to the program. <clears throat> hey, Yuri, you're on the air. All right. Yuri's not on the air. But we're going to work on that. 303-690-3000. Let's try to pick up line three is Diana. Diana, welcome to the program. Hi, uh, Pastor Ed. Hi, Diana. I have a question that just really bothers me. Um, I'm a 
me. I want to know how we know that there aren't other angels that will follow Satan's path and take more angels and fall from heaven. That well, that's sense? a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, the only thing that we know about angels <clears throat> is what's revealed to us in the scriptures, uh, and that's the only way that we can come to any conclusions about the a state of angels, <clears throat> who they are, how they were created, and even this whole um, this whole decision of rebellion, where a third of the angels rebelled against God and joined Lucifer uh, for an eternal rebellion that they will live in forever. And how do we know that they won't? Re- no one else will rebel again. Well, the Bible doesn't say any any angels will rebel again. <clears throat> and our conclusion would be from what we read in the scriptures is that angels being in a different class of creation than you and me is that it looks like to you know from our careful study of the scriptures, it right. looks like angels were given one chance. You and I get all these chances, but oh, they were given yeah. one chance. And that chance was a forever, unrevoc- you know, irrevocable decision. And two-thirds stayed loyal, and one-third went with them. And there's no indication, even to the end of the age, because we do have a little bit of a grasp of what life's going to be at at the end of the age in the book of Revelation. And there's mm-hmm. nothing mentioned in the book of Revelation that shows any more rebellion uh, or any other decisions. It looks like once they made that decision, that's the only decision they were ever, ever given. Uh, it's kind of like Adam and Eve. There's another example of that, where with Adam and Eve in the garden, in their pr- pristine estate, they were given one choice. And after they made that one choice, they couldn't undo it. Okay. Okay. And, I just was afraid that when we all got up there, there was going to be like another rebellion, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The Bible doesn't reveal that, and I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, great. Thanks for answering. I've been... Um, just wondering about that for quite a while. So thanks for answering my question. Great. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. You guys on the East Coast, give us a call. 303-690-3000. Uh, it's been all Colorado calls today, which is great. You guys down in the Springs, too. Call us listening on 101.7 down in Colorado Springs, down in Fountain. Uh, I know the signal's not super strong down there, but it's good, and it's adequate, and it stays on the air. So stick with us, 303-690-3000. What is next? Next is Robert on line number one. Robert, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Pastor Ed? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Hey, uh, I've heard you a number of times, and uh, I really appreciate what you do, and I admire the level of uh, knowledge and being able to apply that to people's lives and situations, and uh, so kind of as a follow-up to a previous call today, uh, you said that you've been um, walking with the Lord about 26 years, and uh, I'm curious, the path you took in that 26 years to become as knowledgeable as you are. Um, I know there's obvious answers like read the Bible every day and study the Bible and uh you know, go to church and discuss it with other Christians and all that, but did you study the Bible kind of as opportunities came, or did you study it systematically, or what What are some, how would you recommend people can kind of take an approach to studying the Bible to kind of get to where you are one day? That's a great question. So the, you know, I had a job uh, when, when I got saved, my job, I was a a dispatcher, an ambulance dispatcher, and 
what that gave me was a lot of free time, especially when I worked nights. Uh, when I worked overnights, you know, graveyard shifts, um, when business was much slower and I was alone in my in that little office there. And, and, and I had a job that allowed me as a new believer to read the Bible for five, six, seven hours a day uh, without being unfaithful with my job. You know, I had permission to read. Uh, I had permission if I wasn't doing, uh, if I, my work was all done and I was just waiting for the phone to ring, I read, I read and I read and I read and I, 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 I still have that habit today of reading and, and especially reading the Bible, but, but also um, highlighting good resources that not only will help me understand the Bible, but help me to understand it when I don't have the resource um, so that I'm not dependent upon a book or a, a person, but that I can learn how to handle the Bible myself. And so here's a couple of things I'd recommend. Number one is, is read the Bible for sure. Um, that, that's, a big, that's a big necessity. You're not going to know the Bible if you don't read the Bible. And, and I don't mean just read it for the first time, but repetitively over and over again, going through the scriptures, taking notes, highlighting, <clears throat> writing things down. Um, you know, I have a Bible that has 26 years of notes in it, of uh, Bible studies and people I've listened to and um, things that I've learned along the way. And um, so, you know, being, being a person of, of the Bible. Secondly, uh, obviously you want to be a man of prayer uh, because the Holy Spirit is the teacher and prayer is going to connect you to God to help you understand the Bible. Um, thirdly, buy a good Bible dictionary. Uh, get a good Bible dictionary because almost all of the questions that come on the air here uh, can be answered with a good Bible dictionary. Really. I mean, a lot of these questions um, that, that come up, just kind of where places are, what distances are, what, are, how, what, what does that word mean, um, those types of questions, a good Bible dictionary is essential uh, for, a, for a person that wants to know the Bible better. Um, fourthly, I would say um, take a class on what's known as inductive Bible study methods. Have you ever heard that before? Uh, no. So the inductive Bible study method is something that we've all been trained on at Calvary uh, as pastors, and it's, it's how to handle the text. Um, and you, you, you learn how to make observations of the text, how to interpret the text, and how to apply the text. And there are definitely tools. There's a fancy word for that. It's called hermeneutics, the art and science of studying the scriptures mm -hmm. that, that to learn. So let me recommend a book that's super easy on that topic. That, that um, I don't know when we're going to bring back that class. It's probably going to be this year sometime, but... Uh, until then, Skip Heitzig wrote a great book that is simple but powerful on how to study the Bible. <clears throat> it's called How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. Okay. And Skip Heitzig, you can get that uh, in our bookstore. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, and and it's, a simple, it's a simple introduction, but just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not powerful on how to inductively study the Bible. And if you start there and you do that for a year, just a year, you're going to find like major in, increase. If you did it every day for 15 minutes, every day for a year, you will grow incredibly. Like I, I promise you, the Holy Spirit will meet you there. If you did it a half hour every day, if you did it an hour every day, that's 365 hours spent in the Bible. Um, and, and it's only going to be time. There are no shortcuts to learning the Bible. And then you go to the next level when you learn Hebrew, you learn Greek, 
And even though you don't have to learn the languages, there's a lot of good resources that you can look up those words uh, in a good Bible dictionary. Uh, I already mentioned that, but a Bible handbook. And, and just repetitively, um, when you're listening to a Bible study in your church, take notes. Like, because that, that brother up there that's teaching spent hours putting that Bible study together, and they have the gift of pastor-teacher. So, you know, treat your Bible studies like you're in class. That's another half hour a week. And you can see how it adds up. Sure. So, um, real quick to, to conclude that, um, so did you, how many of those resources were from the Calvary Church? Because I know Calvary offers, you know, a lot of classes and they have a Bible college. Did you kind of go that Calvary route, or were you kind of studying all these things on your own and then put that together with Calvary? I, I did both. Um, I, I had a kid, like I share my testimony, I had a kid already, so I, like, I couldn't go to seminary, I couldn't go to Bible college, but I took classes uh, at our church at night. We had night classes, kind of like at our church, we have different classes you can take. Uh, we don't have the Bible college yet, but we're praying about that. Uh, and and you, you know, just learning for the sake of learning, and then I transferred all that into the Bible college and ended up uh, graduating with an associate's degree. But I, I, it took me twenty years to get that. Um, most of my study was on my own. You know, we another thing that we all did that's very helpful is we all went through the Bible by verse by verse, chapter by chapter, with Pastor Chuck Smith. Um, they've made it so easy now with MP3s, um, but we had to do it by tapes. Uh, we had to do it by cassette tapes. Um, you know, both my boys did that. If my, I don't know if my daughter's going to Bible college, but if she goes to Bible college, she'll do it verse by verse through the whole Bible with a Bible teacher and, and pastor Chuck, you you know, you may not agree with everything that he teaches, but man, the brother's solid. Uh, and, and, and he's poured into all of us. And, uh, well, that's great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. You don't need to go to school. I mean, if you can do it. Uh, for sure, well, if that, you have the ability to, the confusion to do it. Because a lot of churches kind of, you know, there's kind of conservative Christians and liberal Christians, and there's all the different Bible translations, and you hear all these different things. So that's why I was kind of kind of getting a little more insight into into what you studied and how you studied. So, yeah, I you mean, know, like a, crazy a lot of Calvary uh, uh, pastors seem to not have gone to a Bible school or a seminary or something like that, and it's almost, it seems, sounds like it's looked at as a, as a, as a good thing, a benefit. Yeah, I mean, and and sometimes it it is even taught that way, like you know, um, because some seminaries are are not seminaries I would trust. Um, some Bible colleges are not Bible colleges I would trust. Uh, and when you say things like that, you might be interpreted as saying, "Well, you don't like Bible college, you don't like seminary," and that's not true. Um, I'm an absolute student, and if I had the opportunity, you know, if 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 the church didn't grow so much here so fast and have so much responsibility, I probably wouldn't have went back to school and pastored at the same time. I love to study. I love, but I also know this. Um, I don't, I, I don't have the privilege of going to school, so I can just go to their library and get their books or I can read, you know, whether I can read from John Calvin or I could read from John Phillips. Um, I, I have access to all of that stuff. And, and I'm a, I'm one of those guys that can read a book and learn from it. Like, I don't need a class. Um, not everybody's like that, but I can read a book and pretty much absorb it. Um, my memory is not what it used to be, but according to your study style, you know, if going back to school is something the Lord has for you, great, but you don't have to. And that's the key. Like, I'm not putting down uh, higher education. I say, just like I told my kids, get as much education as fast as you can, as cheap as you can um, for whatever God's called you to do. So I'm not against it, but 
I'm, I also don't think it's necessary. I think in all the guys on staff right now uh, that serve alongside of me, all the pastors, only one of them uh, has a Bible college degree, I think. Only one of them. And they're fully qualified. The Lord has used them. We put them through a different training track um, that they just, you know, most the reason most of us didn't go to seminary is because we got, we had jacked up lives and got saved later in life. Yeah, and I don't want to take everyone's time, but that training track, how come that's not available to everybody? It is I mean, available could, to everybody. So you could just it's go a, ask someone at Calvary Church what that training track is and kind of get that as a, as a, uh, a list of uh, classes type yeah. or, or uh, well, framework it, for study. Okay, so yeah. so the training track is just simply a list of books uh, that that we recommend. So everything I just talked to you about, I have on a yeah. list. If you email me, I'll send you okay. the list. I think All it's right, up I'll... on our website uh, as well. But email me, and and here's what we do. So this is what the track looks like. You ready? Sure. Um, read those books and serve in our church. Those are the two things because you're going to learn more by serving with responsibility than anything. Than, than anything. You're going to learn more by being in a hospital bed of a person dying from cancer than you are reading a book. You're going to learn more from uh, being in our building, cleaning a window and seeing somebody cry and putting your rag down and going minister to them. You're going to learn more by going on short-term mission trips. You like So that's the track. Read the books, stay busy educating your mind, and serve in our church. That's the track. And yeah, it's open to anybody, of course. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. <clears throat> All right, man. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Great, great question. That, that's exactly, I felt exactly the same way this brother did uh, when I got saved. I wanted to be trained. And, and God trained me. And I'm still in training. <laughs> oh, man. Still, still, still. All right. Um, we're going to go on to line number two. Uh, is an anonymous person married to an unbeliever and separated. So let's go to line two. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so basically, yes, I'm married to an unbeliever, um, and we've been married. We're, we're supposed to make it to three years in Jan- in July, if we okay. happen to make it that far. Um, but right now, I mean, it's been a really um, painful situation, um, and I'm at a point right now where I'm really lost, um, really exhausted. I've been praying. I've been surrounding myself in the Word, um, and with a lot of worship music, um, this situation has pretty much taken me down um, to the ground. I feel like um, I've just been, I'm just laying on the ground basically in a ball, just getting kicked. I'm trying really, really hard to stay strong, and there's days where I'm strong and there's days where I'm not. But I'm feeling really, really discouraged right now. Um, uh, And I'm just kind of trying to decipher right now if there's a lot of... uh, um, that are giving me, both Christians and non-Christians, um, just mixed advice right now, and I'm really confused as to what, um, what I'm supposed to do, because I don't want to believe that God wants me in a relationship where I'm, I, I'm fully knowing that it's not going to change, um, and that I'm going to, I'm basically signing up to stay with someone who does not want to be affectionate with me, who does not really, who says he loves me, but does not do he loves me um everything that he does is pretty much for himself he's a narcissist um and he's i mean not just a non-believer but a narcissist as well a, a whole family well, of narcissists too um, so let's pause let's pause here okay. because okay. um the the weight of your situation is probably too much for radio 
Okay. And, and I, so I've got a couple things I want to talk to you about. Um, okay. The first, the first one is I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to make an assumption and you can correct me, but you knew this man before you married him, right? Only three months. I did not take the time to really get to know him. And, and the, so that, that's, that's a mistake that was made, but you still went to, a, to the wedding and you made your vows to this man. Well, actually, we didn't really even have a wedding. We went to the courthouse, and um, I was basically trying to be um, set my standards because he was asking me to move in and to also be intimate with me. And I pretty much put an ultimatum, and I was like, well, I mean, if I'm good enough for that, I'm good enough to marry. I'm not just going to go shack up with you and okay. do all that. So okay, he didn't well, want to lose I, I me, think... and basically that's what happened. So, well, And God I didn't realize what an unbeliever was at the time either. Well, God honors that marriage. Um, God yeah, honors your marriage, and you want to surround yourself with people that are not going to be talking to you about ditching this man, but rather talking to you about loving this man. Loving I've him tried as he to is. though so long, and I'm so I, angry I'm sure right now. Like I'm sure you are. I, I believe <sighs> you. I mean, this is a hard, this is a hard situation, and the more you talk about it, and the more you talk about the difficulties, the more he's going to be put down. The more that he's going to be seen for the difficult man that he is. Uh, the more that you're going to convince yourself that you got to get out of this. Yeah, and, and that's what's be, happening. Because radio isn't enough. I'm. I'm not. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to go too deep into this, except to say that in your church, you need to sit down with a. You need to make an appointment with one of the pastors or their or one of the women in your church that can really walk you through a path. Before Honestly, you, I don't if, even have a church anymore because it's it's gotten to where I've been so discouraged. My church was really intimidated by the situation, and because okay, they well, were intimidated, and when I asked them to help us, um, I left. Okay. And I've just really been basically my church has been the radio, the Bible, and praying and worship okay, so music. What, what so, city? What city are you in? Colorado Springs. Okay, in Colorado Springs, there are a lot of great churches, uh, especially churches that, that my friends pastor. So uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary is there on Academy. Yeah, and, I've been to that one a couple of times. And then Calvary Worship Center is down south. Yep. in, uh, And then with there's pastor a whole list Al. of other Calvaries mm-hmm. yeah, with Pastor Al. So listen, it sounds, like, it sounds like in the midst of this difficulty, you've disconnected from the very thing that God has put on the earth to encourage you. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Let's set your marriage aside just for two weeks. Let's give God two weeks. Don't talk to anybody about him. Don't complain about him. Don't, um, don't try to get anybody's advice about your husband. Only talk to God about your husband. You could tell God anything because he already knows anyway. So you can talk mm-hmm. to God about your husband, but nobody else. And for two weeks, let's go back to and commit to a worshipful church community. Let's go back to worshiping God. Let's go back to trusting him. Let, like the church in Ephesus, when Jesus wrote in Revelation 2, he rebuked them and he said, remember from where you have fallen and repent, and then let's do the first works. And let's, before we make any major decisions, I mean, let me just clarify real quick, because we only have like 30 seconds. You, he's okay. not beating you, right? Because you said you felt like you're getting ki- on the ground kicked. No, he's not beating no, you. No, it's basically you're emotional, verbal, and mental. Okay. Okay, so you you can but he's you also can dodge. Abandoned me. I mean, he said he was going to leave for to California for three to four months, weeks, and he's been gone for two weeks already in California. And so okay, good. Well, I've been abandoned you, for a long time. You've got two weeks now uh, to all deal right. with all these issues. You've got two weeks. If you take this commitment, you're, all these things will come out. And he, and here's the thing. 
Here's the essence of it. As bad as your marriage is, this phone call is not about your marriage. This phone call is about you. Okay. Because you're the one I've, asking, I've been feeling that too. <laughs> you're, you're the one that is desiring or you would have never called. And I know it's hard. I'm, don't feel like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know your, how hard it is for you, but I hear it. I hear it. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's, you this have is no, it's no quick. It's no quick fix. No way. But it is. God is ministering to you right now. And you're the one asking for help. So let's do mm-hmm. it. Let's make the commitment while he's away, whatever his motives are, that, that he's away. You don't have to deal with any of that abuse right now or anything. You're, he's not around, and you're going to seek the Lord. And that's where God is going to meet you. And I promise you, I promise you, if you, if you seek the Lord, you, the Bible says if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You will be a different woman in two weeks. That doesn't mean everything's going to be solved, but you'll be in a better place to handle this difficult situation. Should I keep my no contact rule with him right now? He's been trying to contact me mm-hmm. all the time, and I've just been trying to ignore that's, him. That's up to you. I mean, that's a that's a hard question to answer because you know it's up to you. If you think you can handle it, then talk to him. He's your husband. Say you love him. Tell him you miss him. Mm-hmm. I'm angry with him. Yeah. I can't even say that right now. Well, then as then much we as I get do, you that place I, and I can. do. See, tell him because you can. I know you do. So, but but again, you might feel like you'll take advantage of that. I know it's a complicated thing, but there's the deal. It, if you seek the Lord, he'll be found by you. So, Lord, bless my sister. Help her. I know it wasn't easy, um, but you know her, you love her, and you have a great plan and purpose for her life. So I lift her up to you and, and her marriage in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for everybody listening in. Pray for this sister. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.